Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. Each year, CMS makes changes to DRGs under the IPPS rule that affect how hospitals are reimbursed. And to help us understand the impact of those changes for 2018 and what we might be looking at in 2019 is Mary Devine, who is the Director of Revenue Cycle Services here at Bessler. Mary, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Happy to be back. So my guess is many in our audience are familiar with the concept of a DRG, but for those who may not be, could you just briefly explain that for us? Sure. So The DRG started in 1982 as part of the Tax and Fiscal Responsibility Act. It was designed as a statistical system of classifying any inpatient stay into groups for payment. The DRG system divides possible diagnoses uh, codes for, um, for more than 20 major body systems and subdivides them into almost 500 groups for Medicare reimbursement. Um, It really takes into consideration the severity of illness, the complexity of the treatment, as well as other things that impact the reimbursement, um, wage index, capital expenditure, that kind of thing. This really was started mostly for Medicare, but at this point, so many payers are utilizing the DRG system on one level or another. And there are dozens and dozens of DRG codes, um, and each year, as I mentioned in the intro, CMS makes uh, changes to them to sort of just update um, their latest thinking on on reimbursement and, and, and certain issues, um, which makes it important to keep on top of those changes, right? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and just in some of those things that um, the reason you want to stay on top of these changes is, you know, really impacts how the DRGs are grouped and subgrouped, which impacts how you are reimbursed. So you want to make sure you understand what the changes are and how they're going to be grouped and how your reimbursement is going to be impacted. Um, And some of the other things that get impacted are whether the DRG is impacted by the transfer rule or not, or whether they're uh, categorized as a special payment for new technology or new medical services. So let's get into some of the meat of the changes uh, that happened in 2018. Could you just explain some of the highlights um, of DRG changes for this year? Absolutely. So um, there was a reduction in MSDRGs from 757 to 754 for 2018. Um, There were three DRGs that were deleted, 984, 985, and 986. Um, There were several DRG name changes to really clarify the actual MSDRG diagnosis code. Um, So when you look at the DRG description, you can more tell the diagnoses that go into making up that DRG. There were no new DRGs um, added to the list of MSDRGs subject to the post-acute care transfer policy. And uh, additionally, there were none that were eliminated from that list. So the, um, the the transfer policy is impacted by 280 DRGs for 2018. And in addition to DRGs, uh, so a little a little bit different than, than than what we've just talked about, but um, 
CMS makes changes to the ICD-10 ICD uh, codes that are there as well. And those affect, of course, how claims are coded. Can you give us a recap on those? Sure. So, you know, there were a lot of ICD-10 changes. Um, there were 324 new ones added for the uh, CMs. There were 3,151 PCS procedure codes added. Um, and then there were 38 invalid uh, CM codes that were eliminated. And there were 641 procedure codes that were eliminated in 2018. They did some 43 uh, title uh, changes as well as um, 1,808 procedure code title changes. And mostly um, these were impacted in four chapters. So it was chapter four for the endocrine and nutritional uh, diagnoses. There were uh, codes in chapter five, which for mental health and behavioral health diagnoses. There were some in chapter nine, which was for circulatory system uh, diagnoses. And then chapter 15 had a bunch as it relates to pregnancy and childbirth. Right now, as we're, we're doing this podcast, the 2019 proposed IPPS rule is out. And of course, there are some DRG and ICD-10 changes proposed in that one. Uh, can you tell us what they are? Sure. Now, one of the things to keep in mind is that 2019 is just proposed at this time, and Medicare is still taking comments for uh, people to weigh in on uh, what was proposed. So as it's proposed right now, there would be an increase in the MSDRGs from 754 to 759. Um, there are uh, proposed a bunch deleted as well as new additional ones, and the Big additional ones are as it relates to um, some childbirth um, and de delivery, whether it be vaginal or, or cesarean. And they would be the biggest changes as it relates to the DRGs. Um, and then additionally, there are no new uh, DRGs included in the uh, transfer policy and none for the payment pop, for the special payment, which is, again, towards the... Um, new technology and new medical services. Now, in the 2019 proposed rule, there are some specific changes that affect uh, hospice under the transfer rule. Can you explain them for us? Sure. And that, uh, to me, is the biggest change in the proposed rule. Um, currently, under the transfer policy, anything that's coded a discharge status code of a 50 or a 51, indicating that the patient's going off to receive inpatient hospice or outpatient hospice, Those, all those DRGs are excluded from the payment policy. So when the patient gets discharged and if they have a length of stay that is below the geometric mean length of stay and they get coded a 50 or a 51 as a discharge status, the hospital would receive the full DRG payment on those. Starting in October of 2018, once a claim is coded a 50 or a 51, for the 280 DRGs that are listed as affected by the transfer policy, they will now be impacted by the policy with the 50 or 51, and they will receive the per diem payment versus the full DRG. And again, this is in the proposed, but um, I do believe that it is going to be passed and going to be effective for all uh, discharges starting October 18. Okay, and uh, Mary obviously went through a lot of detail here today, and 
uh, talked a lot about uh, DRG codes in depth, and we have more information uh, on our blog with the, um, the post that's related to this episode, so please go there and give that a look for some additional detail. And I'll also mention that if you'd like additional validation on whether or not you're recovering all of your transfer DRG overpayments and underpayments, uh, take a look at our transfer DRG service on Bessler.com as well, and we'd be happy to talk with you more about that. Mary, thanks so much for visiting us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy the Hospital Finance Podcast, please head up to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a positive review. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.